welcome to the Feeling Lighter podcast by We Shape, where we shed old beliefs that no longer serve us, one episode at a time. Okay. Uh, the bottom line is how we feel about ourselves changes everything. So it's really important to dive into that mentality and what goes on inside our minds. So I'm really excited, Dr. Folden, about today's episode because this is like directly linked to what we do here at We Shape yes. in Everybody terms of mentality. Yes. yes. Today's episode is going to be focused on self-validation with Dr. Kiki, and I love her work. I've been like stalking her on social media, and it's it's really an important topic that can change so much of how we connect with our body. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I'm excited, too. Yeah. So I'm going to read her bio, and then we're going to jump right in because I want to spend every second on, on on how to reach for this part of myself in a more meaningful way. So uh, Dr. Kiki Felling is a clinical psychologist, author, speaker, and expert in dialectic behavior therapy and LGBTQ mental health. She specializes in helping highly sensitive people as well as people struggling with borderline personality disorder, self-harm, and trauma or PTSD. As a therapist, she has directly helped hundreds of people overcome mental health struggles and build more meaningful lives. After witnessing the power of DBT skills in her own life and the lives of her clients, Kiki is passionate about sharing these skills as widely as possible. Welcome, Dr. Kiki. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and self-validation is a special interest of mine as well, so I'm really excited to talk about it. Perfect. Yes. I mean, let's just, why don't we just give, give us a quick story of how you got here today, like doing this particular work, like what brought you to this space? Yeah. So I think my bio says a little bit about it, but I definitely always grew up feeling like a pretty emotionally sensitive person. And I gained a lot of, you know, joy and meaning from my life, helping people around me and got really interested in psychology, broadly speaking. And when I went to grad school for clinical psychology, I specialized in DBT, as you highlighted. And DBT is a therapy that focuses on increasing emotional understanding and resilience. Mm -hmm. And I work with a lot of people who experience emotions intensely and have experienced really intense invalidation of their emotions throughout their life. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm, yeah, so self-validation comes up constantly for folks who are emotionally sensitive because there's often a mismatch between what yeah. you're feeling and what other people are feeling or the intensity of what you're feeling. So it just became, it is a skill, self-validation in DBT, but it became very obvious to me how important it was in the work and helping people gain emotion regulation and the skills they needed to live more fulfilling lives. I love that. I mean, I first just want to ask, you know, just a really important question in terms of like, why is it important for us to, to seek self-validation rather than validation from other people? I mean, I think yeah. it's part of being a human being to want to have mm -hmm. approval of others. So right. why why would you encourage people to go down this path and explore this further in terms of like the, the meaning behind and the importance behind self-validation? Totally. Great question. So perhaps right before I answer, it's worth defining self-validation, at yeah, least how we yeah, do it thanks. in DBT, right? So at least the way that I think about self-validation specifically is validation is communicating to somebody that their inner experiences make sense. Mm. 
So their emotions, their identities. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and then you make it broad of just like whether it's emotions or identities or inner experiences broadly, validation is saying like, yes, that's understandable to me. Mm. So self-validation is doing that to yourself, saying, yes, wow. my emotion makes sense. My identity is understandable. My inner experience is real, is true to me. So... Oh. That's so good. <laughs> but oh. episodes over. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so much more there too. But how do we is it is it reasonable to just like focus on self-validation or is it just really natural like that we're going to want validation from others outside of ourselves? Yeah, for sure. So it is natural. We are social beings. Yes. Humans thrive in community, in connection, and we hurt in isolation. Mm. So the goal of self-validation is not to eliminate any kind of need or desire, at least, for validation from others. Mm -hmm. um, it's to enable us to have more stability, despite invalidation that might come from others in our lives. Mm, and I that think, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the end goal gonna... isn't to be, I mean, this is, this is, we talked about this black and white this thinking and white, yeah. Yeah, on another episode, <laughs> but it's not to just be like, okay, great. I'm a hundred percent self-validating. No one's opinion matters. Mm -mm. It's to have your own experience, have different opinions and still feel solid in your, like your feelings about that experience it's or like you need both essentially in, in a way, but it's, you need to rely on that internal self-validation, which I'm sure there's a process for like getting to that place, yes. but, yeah. but it's not yeah. one or the other. It's yeah. both. Yes. It, yeah. Y'all nailed it. So the D in DVT dialectical stands for uh, dialectics is this idea that two contradictory things can be true at the same time. Ah, one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> okay. That's perfect. That's <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I, I think that really applies here about we want to be able to validate ourselves completely and we can still care about what other people think about us and whether they understand us. Oh, I'm so, so glad she said that. I am so glad you said that. <laughs> because I think <laughs> this like age of social media, like, you know, and I get it, right? We're trying to build ourselves up and give ourselves like that self-esteem we need. But it's all, it seems like so much like, I don't care what other people think, doing me, you know, like moving in silence, all of this, like this idea that like you don't need community support or mm. validation from other people or unbothered, you know, hashtag unbothered all the time. So I love that you said yeah. that this idea that two things can coexist, two things that are like, you know, opposite or different from one another. So, but what yeah. I also hear you saying is like, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like there has to be some sort of balance in that, right? And I think mm -hmm. where we can go astray, especially when it comes to connection with our body mm -hmm. and um, is this idea that like, I, I don't, it's like my, my, my pool of self-validation is really empty. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. how do we, how do we move more towards that balance where we can understand that both can exist, but the inner knowing of myself is, is the thing that's going to lead the way. Mm. Yeah. I, I think it's a particularly tough balance in the world, the culture that we currently live in, right? I don't, uh, I don't know if it's just based on social media and increase in technology and connection in that way, but at least in like America these days, there's a lot of emphasis on image, on body image and how we look. And we do have pretty explicit 
at times, but at least implicit messages that, you know, looking a certain way is what is the right quote, good quote thing. Yeah. And so when we live in that culture, it makes sense that we then therefore want to look that way. Right. So in order to get approval from others or praise or something, yeah. validation. So it is natural to want those things. Mm -hmm. But where we get stuck is believing all of the messages of like looking that certain way is good. Like being thin is good right. as example. Mm -hmm. Right. So we get stuck when we start to internalize and believe that and start to believe that the way we look determines our worth which is not true, regardless of what the culture around us believes. That's a great point. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, have you seen clients go from, like, maybe you could talk about some of the clients that you've seen who have gone from a space of really seeking that external validation to a process of, oh, no, I'm actually feeling like I can sit in my own experience and have validation in that too. Have you have you seen this happen? Is this is this going to take the rest of my life? I think <laughs> is what I'm trying to ask. <laughs> um, I, well, it could. I think that it can be very hard. Uh, often we have these internal monologues that we've learned for years or decades, and so it's right. understandable if it takes time to change. Um, and that being said, I have personally experienced and witnessed clients definitely experience change in this area. Mm. I think that it's a skill just like anything else. It's even a behavior in some ways that you can start to have some control over and talk to yourself with compassion, with kindness, with validation. Mm -hmm. um, and it just takes some conscious effort and it's very difficult, but it's very worth it in my experience. It offers so much freedom mm -hmm. and power because the world is so unpredictable and people and the world can be very painful and invalidating. Mm -hmm. And so if we are capable of validating ourselves in response to that, all of a sudden, even if we can't control the world, we can control our reactions and it gives us a much greater sense of control, which is freedom and can be an incredibly emotionally freeing in that way yeah. yeah so it's not about so it's kind of a little bit of like check-in am i you know because you, you brought up this thing of like oh i'm unbothered right so it's not that either it's it's this both no. of like okay i want to move towards validating my own experience and how i feel about this i also want to acknowledge that it's painful to have somebody invalidate me mm. maybe walk us through like okay we we can because for me i don't know about you, Dr. Folden, but it's like, okay, I can understand that that this idea that thinness means that I am worth it is is bogus. Okay, right. I got that. Now, how do I validate my experience and not like internalize that messaging, yeah. right? So mm -hmm. can you just walk us through what that would look like? Uh, mm -hmm. Like the internal dialogue that can take place when we are receiving these messages about how our body should look. Mm -hmm. And yeah. like maybe just walk us through and that way our listeners and ourselves yes. myself, <laughs> can walk away and have sort of the, the words to say on the inside when this is all happening. Yeah. So I think that what you say exactly and what you do will depend on the types of internal monologue you usually have okay. and whether, for example, the thin is good is that cultural story and should that you've internalized versus something else like mm -hmm. the color of your skin or clear skin or any kind of body shape in any in any kind of way 
So it's, I think step one is being mindful, like being aware you're not going to be able to change anything unless you're aware of this internal monologue and internal thoughts. So obviously the way to do that is to practice mindfulness, broadly speaking in your life first to get better and used to seeing how you talk to yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely step one, no matter what it is. Okay. Step, mm -hmm. Step two would probably be then labeling these thoughts that you're having and like thin is good as mm. thought, as cultural story, like you've just caught it. And can you say like, wait, okay, so that makes sense yeah. that I'm feeling that way because I've been taught that yeah, and yeah. that's what I've been taught. So checking in then on what do I believe and what do I want? So that would kind of be the next step too. Okay. From there... Yeah. From there, I think it's about talking to yourself with kindness, with gentleness and responding to that in any way that fits for you, whether, okay, as I said, it makes sense that I feel that way and have that thought. And it's important to me to focus or think this thing instead because of what's important to me. Once you have labeled this internal monologue, this internal thought as thought, as cultural story, as something that you no longer want to believe yourself or you see as untrue for you, even if it has some grounding of truth in the culture, as I said, then the next step is to go into validating even. Mm -hmm. It makes sense that I believe that thing and validating what's not true about it. And what's more worthwhile to me is mm. my value of compassion or my value of community building or something else that my body is not what defines my worth. It's not the most important thing in my life, that direction. Yeah. And then also being sure to being kind and gentle towards yourself in that because it's painful to view yourself through the lens that culture has asked you to view yourself. I like that. So offering yourself compassion through that acknowledgement of, and, and I, I have gone through this myself, like, mm -hmm. oh, I put that shirt on. Uh, I didn't like the way my body looked in that. And then I pause and I said, why don't you like the way your body looks in that? Mm. And then I'm like, oh, culture told you that you have to be thinner in order to wear a shirt like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I pause and then I go, what do you really care about? Right. Do you care? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is aligned with what you're saying, but sometimes I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, you only have so much energy in the day. Right. Are you going to give energy to this? Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah. ooh, my value doesn't want to give my time and energy to this. And then I say, okay, is there something that you value more? And then I also try to find, I don't know if this is helpful for, for anyone, but like I also try to find evidence right. for people yeah. in uh, bodies that look similar to mine or even very different than mine that have tons of confidence in anything right. that they wear as way of saying, this isn't dependent on this. Right. So I go through that whole process. Sometimes Same. it's a little exhausting, yeah. but it's better than <laughs> judgment, criticism, shame, and then taking the shirt off and putting it back in the closet. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I think un that mm -hmm. self-compassion piece is really underrated. We yes. are not taught to be compassionate no. to ourselves. It's very no. we can give compassion out to other people very easily. <laughs> yes, we don't give it to ourselves. And well, so, no pain, no gain. Exactly. <laughs> Push through. You yeah. Know? So I love that you said that. I I have a question. It's sort of shifting gears, but I read a little bit about your personal story um, with like this validation seeking in like competition and and what you were doing mm. and the accolades. And I personally 
struggled with sort of creating a new identity when I sort of left the diet and fitness world mm -hmm. and decided like I am just going to focus on my health broadly I'm going to let go of this idea of aesthetics and what it looks like and the praise and validation that I was used to getting from other people and it was hard like it was it and it's it still is hard sometimes so I would love to hear a little bit about your story and how you I guess sort of redefined an identity for you like when you felt like maybe what you had used as your identity was sort of stolen in a sense. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. So I've had a lot of identity shifts and big things happen in my life that, is for, that have forced me further and further into this self-validation. And the biggest one and one of the first ones was when I was growing up, I was a, a very, very competitive athlete, specifically soccer player. And, um, a lot of my self-worth came from that. I really enjoyed being good at soccer. And, you know, my parents came to every game and expressed love in that way. And my peers and classmates provided praise for my accolades and like great goal. And yeah, you're so wonderful. All of the things that we want as children. Yeah. And, and I love soccer. And I truly, really loved moving my body that way. And it became more and more something that when I realized I had lost it after I tore my ACL for the fourth time, fourth time had a, a knee injury that took me out. Yeah. I, and was no longer able to play competitively, um, that I lost that identity. It was stolen from me, as you said, and a huge process of grief occurred. And I think that's often an important part of finding self-validation too. Radically mm -hmm. accepting parts of your life, parts of you, parts of your identity that you wish were different. Mm -hmm. And in this case, um, losing that athletic capability, that competitive capability, and then therefore losing the external validation associated with it really forced me into checking, okay, if I can't do that thing, what else can I do that makes me feel good? That offers me that sense of pride or mastery or enjoyment. And because I no longer am getting that from other people or internally. And so it really forces kind of a, a self-reflection of what do I enjoy? What do I want to do? What feels good to me? And forgive me for jumping around but even your example of the shirt you put in and on in the morning I think another thing you can do is check in like what do I like about this shirt does this shirt make mm. me feel good do I like the way that it looks is it a nice color is it a nice fabric right mm -hmm. refocusing on why you chose that shirt in the first place and when you lose something that offers you self like external validation rechecking in on as I said just what feels good to me what do I want to do? And feels good as in that pride, that pleasure, joy, connection, whatever it is. And We'll be back in just a moment. As a reminder, the Feeling Lighter podcast is a part of WeShape, a fitness app that is taking a very different approach. And I wanted to let everyone know about our upcoming Best Moves For You Masterclass that WeShape is hosting that you can sign up for free. Take a look at weshape.com forward slash class or click the link in the show notes. And now back to the Feeling Lighter podcast. Focusing and building that back up. I mean, I think you said something really important, which is like maybe the root of the self-validation 
is that mm-hmm. as human beings, we will go through different identity shifts throughout our life. I mean, that's part of being human, just like the, just even like aging, that's right. We just go through different yes. identities. And when we constantly seek validation outside of ourselves, then we are reliant on acceptance of that identity shift through other. Mm-hmm. But honing in on learning the skills of self-validation allow for maybe a more graceful, kind, compassionate journey through identity shifts because we're not seeking something that's unstable outside of us. That's a wild card, It is right? That yeah. is a wild card to rely on other people validating that experience. But going inward and practicing what you're talking about is is a huge foundation it's like it's so funny i feel like every time i do these episodes people want like the sexy trick to get the answer and i'm like it's actually not that sexy it's It's like you practicing self-compassion like it just is that and we're all looking for something that is a quick fix that gets us this valid like this extreme validation and and satisfaction in the moment but I want to hone in on how important these little shifts in awareness and mindfulness are because when we can reach for that part of ourselves and find more of that balance and experience and self-validation, then as we shift these identities through our life, it actually makes me think about it it gives us permission to even take more risks in life. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Mm. Because like life is to be lived Mm -hmm. and I know that Mm -hmm. for myself I'm actually going to go back to the shirt example because this happened yesterday and I I had this like really funky shirt it had like 50 different prints on it Mm -hmm. and I was like this is going to be too much for people if I wear this on the uh, I'm putting myself out there like this isn't something that I normally wear Um, I'm going to get negative feedback I mean this was the dialogue in my mind and um, I didn't bring the shirt I wish I I I feel like now I do have to wear it Um, um, but it, it, if I, ha- if I can hone in and practice what you're talking about in terms of connecting with myself, then the narrative would have looked like, whoa, this is a really cool shirt. This feels different. This feels like a different part of you that hasn't come out. How exciting. Exactly. Let's do it. Yeah. Right. Versus yeah. I was waiting on like, how are people going to perceive this shift? Yeah. Right. And it even reminds me, I'm actually really proud of myself. I'm going to share one more story. <laughs> so um, I chopped, I got some bangs, right? I, I haven't had bangs in a long time. They're and so cute. Thank you. <laughs> and um, I got them. And then we had Thanksgiving and a relative came over and he was like, he made a comment that was not a compliment mm. about them. And I paused and um, I looked at him and I said, why don't you worry about how you look? And all worry about how I look. Ooh, that was a clap. Back. Those are my favorite. <laughs> and he was yeah. like, he was floored that I said that. Good for him. And then I felt bad because he felt so bad, right? He was like, oh, I like Aww. them. No, I'm sorry. And I was like, nope. Like, it, it just, but I'm really proud of myself. And I know it's this work that we're doing here that it's allowing me to pause for a moment and say, wait a minute. Like that, that didn't feel okay, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of times women especially are so used to people just commenting on our bodies and then it. we just take it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, actually, mm-hmm. ouch, that's really not okay mm-hmm. for you to comment on my body outside of a compliment, Love right? It. So anyway, I, I think that this work in self-validation is, is like a foundational root thing. And that's why I wanted Absolutely. to have you on the podcast, Dr. Kiki. This is why I wanted to do an entire episode on this. Because if we can hone in on this one thing and build mindfulness and awareness around this every single day, even if it's only a couple times, this is the thing mm-hmm. that gets at the root. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like freedom to me. Yes, liberation. Yeah. 
Like absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. This this idea that like I am not living based on others' expectations or others' praise or validation or what they like. I'm checking in with me first. Mm -hmm. Do I like it? Do I want it? Is it going to bring me some sort of joy? And then everything else is secondary. Yeah. Or or mm -hmm. not considered at all. Yeah. <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But to to your point, we can say ouch, mm -hmm. right? I it, it oh, did absolutely. hurt my feelings that he commented on my body like that or, you know, my new haircut. Yeah. And it's not to say, oh, I'm not bothered by that. It's to say, ouch, no. and let mm -hmm. me come back to, to what matters to me. Yeah. If I had to break down, like, the practice of self-compassion um, and getting better at this, in that way, what I would say is, like, it's two, it, there's two really important skills. The first is saying, of course. So, of course, I feel this way. Of yeah. course, I'm having this reaction. Of course, I have this inner experience. Even if you don't believe it or you can't understand it yet, there is always a reason for a way that you feel. And so mm. saying, of course, as a first step mm. is self-validation and then trying to explore and figure out why it makes perfect sense, why, of course, you're having this experience. That's the that's the skill that might be more difficult. So that's mm. one part. Second is in DBT, we have a skill called opposite action, which is when we are feeling an emotion, it's often that that emotion makes us want to do things that keeps it around. And when that emotion doesn't fit the facts, so in this case, we're usually talking about shame, where, wait, I don't want to feel shame about my bangs. I think they're baller. And like, I don't care what anyone else thinks, right? Shame does not fit the facts there. So yeah. shame usually makes us want to hide. It makes us want to avoid to like mm. apologize, right? Hide ourselves and hide the thing that we think other people don't like. And so acting opposite to shame is saying like, actually, I love my bane. Thank you so much. Right. Or like, yes, I'm going to do this again next time I see the stylist or taking a selfie of your bangs and posting it on social media, like the opposite of shame. Right. I like that. Ah, and once, okay. Yeah. I, I got to have you repeat this because this is really <laughs> counterintuitive. It is. So, yes. so the, the, the example of my haircut. Great. So someone says something, <laughs> my initial reaction is shame which leads mm -hmm. to a behavior of hiding or maybe I'll want to go put a hat on mm -hmm. or whatever it might be. And you're saying we pause yes. in that moment and we take an absolute opposite action to that, to that emotion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a push. That's it's, a, it's a push. Yeah. It's very hard and it's contradictory because as I said, emotions love themselves. They make us want to do things that keep them around. Uh, but okay. if we act opposite, to those emotional urges and in that moment for shame, right? To go forward, to not hide, it deflates the shame in that moment mm -hmm. and across time. And the, so the more we do that, the easier it gets, the less shame pops up in the, in general and the less shame that we feel. Whoa, that is, I, that is a good one. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard <laughs> of that before. I mean, it's very counterintuitive. It is. But <laughs> I think that that's really, really helpful for us and mm -hmm. for our listeners to have that idea of like, pause, shame's coming in, emotions are making me want to behave this way, what would be <laughs> the opposite of that and let me do that? Yeah. And I want to clarify, it sounds like the first maybe number of times that is not going to feel comfortable, but after after no. some time we will be able to uh, lean into that behavior more. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. And it, as I said, it's a skill. Um, opposite action takes 
time to practice and to get better at. I like that you said it deflates the shame. I always tell people like nothing good comes from shame. Like you don't achieve anything great from being shameful, like and being, you know, sad or down on yourself. So this idea of sort of like I see it like literally a balloon deflating (laughs) and you're like, fake it till you make it right. I'm going to take this selfie and I'm and then and realize like, oh, I got these bangs because they're really cute. They frame my face. I like them. So. It, it feels good again, and that shame is kind of, you know, going away. So that's Well, I great. think what's yeah. tricky about this, I just have to highlight, is that when we get those opinions, I think the first internal response is, wait, do I like them? It makes you mm-hmm. question. Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so then you're like, I'm so confused because I thought I did, but now I'm not sure that I actually do. And so how do you push through that a little bit, right? Because others opinions sometimes shift and make it confusing for how we even know to be true to feel about ourselves yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i do think that's where this like general mindfulness and general skill of self-validation comes in that the more you practice it the easier it'll be to hold on to what your inner truth is and to answer your question i think again you just use self-validation of like okay so here i am in doubt right this is existing right now of course it is right? I care what other people think about me. Of course I do because I'm human, right? And so at least create space in that way and not add on to your suffering by like judging yourself or doubting even. Like just be able to sit with it and practice other coping skills in the meantime until you can figure out, okay, wait, do I like the things? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? Like come back to that place of deciding. I'm very uncomfortable that we're talking about my bangs so much because I was I even like, <laughs> I don't, them up. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want it to be obvious that I got a haircut and here we are fate doing the opposite of what I wanted to do today. <laughs> so yeah, I'm leaning right say, in. Dr. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Thank you. It. Thank you so much for doing it. Yes. Um, for, well, I know we're coming up a little worth, bit. I, I like your bangs too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I feel like we have some really good takeaways from today just around pausing, <laughs> mindfulness, uh, and then leaning into the opposite behavior, the yeah. emotion. That's the hard one, but it sounds like with practice that can become extremely powerful. Yeah. And then again, very <laughs> understanding that, that practicing this and building this habit um, and this awareness can lead to us feeling freer, more liberated, more liberated, more graceful in the identity shifts that are normal throughout human life, feeling more um, available for risks with different identities and different things like oh, I'm going to try this or I'm going to wear that shirt. I'm going to Yeah. And and what a powerful thing to like break outside of the box that we've all been placed in. So uh, before we let you go, though, I we got to ask the we shape big question. We're, we're we're asking some big questions around here. And so we'd love to know what's an old belief that you have shed that has impacted your life in a big way as it pertains to self-validation? Yeah, I, I would say that it comes back to being a highly sensitive person who often had experiences that didn't match up with other people's experiences, where when my emotions were different than other people's or more intense, I viewed myself as like defective or wrong. Mm. And the belief that I have shed is that that's true in the sense of when someone doesn't understand me, it doesn't mean I'm not understandable. When someone doesn't have the same emotion as mine, it doesn't mean my emotion is wrong or that I'm wrong. It just means that we're different. So there's this shedding of 
meaning coming from approval or confirmation from others, essentially. We could have a whole nother episode just on Ooh. that belief. Absolutely. What yeah. a powerful shift, and I'm sure it's wow. probably impacted your life in such a significant way. Yeah, definitely has. Incredible. Well, Dr. Kiki, where can people find you so they can watch your amazing content on social media? <laughs> yes, um, I am on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter, all at the same handle, at DBTKiki. Love that. Well, thank yeah. you so much for being with us today. And uh, we hope to connect with you again and such wonderful content for our listeners. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It was a great conversation. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's show. Now, before you go, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a moment right now to subscribe to the podcast and then leave us a review. This helps spread the word so more people can feel lighter by shedding one belief at a time. Also, we want to hear from you. So if this episode impacted you or you have any questions that you think would be great for us or any of our future guests, please feel free to email us at podcast at weshape.com. And finally, if you want to try WeShape's different approach to health and fitness, remember that right now you can sign up for WeShape's Feel Good Challenge and get access to everything WeShape has to offer for free. Just click the link in our podcast description or go to weshape.com challenge to sign up.